0: And welcome to the podcast with your agony aunt, Anna. I'm so grateful to have you here today listening to me and talking you through some of my top tips, advice, and whimsical stories. For those of you unfamiliar with the podcast, This is just a place for you to talk to your very own agony aunt. During these tough and confusing times, you can send me any questions, ask for my judgement on squabbles that you're having in the household, or advice on any complicated predicaments that you're in. I'm your gal. It's a great space for you to have a virtual social break from whatever is going on at home or at work. Maybe you're out for a walk, maybe you're under a blanket on the sofa, or perhaps unwinding in the bath. Oh, we all know that a bath just fixes everything. It has this amazing power to just transport you. I swear when you're in there and you've got like, the candles lit, full blown going for it, it feels like you're in a spa, which is definitely something we deserve right now. Do you know what? I wonder how much it would cost if everyone chipped in and sent frontline workers to a spa for the day? Do you think we could do this? Everyone just chip in and spend the frontline workers for a nice massage because I know that I would love that right now, but genuinely they need it. I don't know how they've been going on for so long with all the hard work and just continuous energy they're giving to others. But anyway, wherever you are, I hope you enjoy. What's been happening this week? Mum got locked in my car, Yeah that was very funny. So she used my card, borrowed it, no problem. And she must have locked it manually. And then she said she couldn't get out. And she texted me and rang me and was like, can you help me? And I just had to point being like, lift that up. She must have been in there for about eight minutes. Also spoke to my sister. She said that she was going to try and learn some raps. So that's interesting. I look forward to hearing how that goes. I've also been doing some jigsaw puzzles. I actually finished one yesterday and started another one. I'm great at it. I don't even want to feign modesty. I'm really good at it. I was having a bit of a competition with mum and I finished mine way before her, like starting on the next one, I'm already further ahead in the next one. I genuinely am thinking of joining a league. I could definitely do this professionally. I've been making effort with calls, trying to speak to a lot more of my friends which has been really nice. I've also decided I'm going to stop drinking wine and I'm gonna drink Prosecco instead. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, Prosecco makes me feel special and sparkly and yeah, why not? It's a pandemic, I deserve Prosecco. So yeah, gonna stop drinking wine and drink Prosecco instead. I actually have watched a few episodes of The Price is Right, now I am sure you are all aware of the prices right but do you know that it's still on tv and you can watch it I don't even know from what decade it was from but everyone just looks fantastic it's it could be an advert for scrunchies and everyone is just so excited to be there and they like scan the audience and someone's name gets called out and they're like oh my god and everyone like jumps up around the air and they like run down and they're like so happy to be here thanks for having me oh my god so genuinely as a pick-me-up price is right oh brucey just who doesn't need that in their life right now i think we're all struggling a little bit for conversation i don't know about anyone else but me and my mother every morning how did you sleep last night yeah oh yeah, yeah yeah why well, actually and we just discuss our sleep like that's all we do in the mornings is discuss our sleep you know if she was up in the night she you know heard a text come in if I you know if I was tossing and turning how long it took us to fall asleep all of these things are just ridiculous it's like a post-mortem of the night and it's driving me insane I'm I say how did you sleep and she goes well and I immediately regret asking I'm like oh my god can't do this anymore so what I've actually decided to do is start doing some pranks on my family members which has been very very fun Um, I miss messing around with my friends I miss social interactions I miss banter basically that is the perfect word I'm missing banter I want to live my life I want to enjoy it I want to laugh and I felt like I was missing that so I'm trying to introduce pranks into my life one that I did that went very well was ordered a present for my cousin online off my mother's Amazon account so it looked like it came from her and I left a little note inside and the note said something along the lines of really feel like you could do with this have a blast and uh, I said i a vibrator I definitely encourage you guys to do some pranks as well. I would love to see any pranks that you guys got up to. You can tag me at aunt, and I will check them out. Might even pick a winner. Hello there and thank you for joining me, Auntie Anna, with the news of what's been going on this week. Priti Patel has called out UK-based influencers for showing off on their trips abroad. The rules are clear, stay at home. A holiday is not a valid reason. Oh, they got in trouble. I mean, I could really do with a holiday, genuinely, really could do with one. Yeah, so this is basically the fact that people should be staying at home and they're on a holiday. Classic. As we talked about last week, Dubai is the new destination for all the influencers trying to get attention on Instagram. Which, to be fair, I really... I said this before, I'm all for it. I... I'm dying for a bit of attention myself, personally. You know, I was posting on Instagram quite a lot in the first lockdown, and, and my friends just weren't giving me enough attention, so I turned that bad boy to public. Yep, I wanted more attention from more people, basically. And uh, I got it, some creepy DMs. So seems like influencers need to become a bit more creative as to their content, just like Rachel. Leary who was the influencer that had the famous rave in her kitchen with cleaning products to that Newsbeat intro that I just played at the beginning of this segment. Fantastic work by her. So yeah, follow in her footsteps, influencers. She's great. Something else that has been on the BBC News is also singing that has been used to help people with long COVID with their breathing. It was so fantastic to read about, actually. People with long COVID are really struggling to get back to normal and focus on their breathing and have their breathing be a bit more regular. Obviously, we all breathe. If you don't, you're not listening. But we don't really concentrate on how we breathe. And with long COVID, it becomes a lot more difficult. And so the singing techniques is a way to help you concentrate and focus and learn how to breathe to help you. And the reviews on it have been amazing. I watched a little clip and it is just someone singing and doing these techniques and everyone's, you can see everyone, but everyone else on mute. So you don't have to worry about being embarrassed. Someone actually said that it's been really great in the sense of connecting with other sufferers in a really positive way. So if anyone out there, you know, is suffering from long COVID or potentially just wants to read about the topic, then yeah, head over. I think that it's run by Eno, All capitals E-N-O. The announcement about schools, I didn't really read it because I don't have kids and it doesn't really affect me, but I do understand the magnitude that homeschooling is having on the rest of the community. Really well done for all the parents that are trying to give it their all and entertain and educate their kids. I think for the children it's so tough with regards to social interactions, potentially Some of the older kids have TikTok. Oh God, they bloody have TikTok, don't they? But like Instagram, Snapchat, whatever it is, they can use these to connect with their friends. By the way, other social media sites are available. I'm not getting sponsored by any of these. But I think for the younger kids, it's quite confusing with technology aspects. One thing that I did read was a good technique, if anyone wants to try it, is to organise virtual playdates where you buy children the same colouring book or play-doh or whatever it is that they can create something even if they're like building like a rocket at home out of toilet roll but get the younger children to both do the same activity in their own homes and have them be on zoom to each other while they do it and this way that their focus is not on the computer and on the screen it's on what they're doing but they still have someone to connect and share it with and, you know, what colour are you doing this and, oh, look at mine and things like that and still have a bit of, you know, whether it's competition or whether it's just like sharing techniques or whatever it is, just a bit of communication about something that you're physically doing. That could be a really interesting way to get children a bit more engaged socially with each other during these horrible, confusing times. Now we're going to move on to one of the listeners' emails. Hi, Anna. I just listened to your first podcast. Loved it so much and really appreciated your honesty around mental health. You are welcome, listener. It's something I really struggle with at the moment, and a lot of it is down to stress caused from work. Brackets. And not to mention the bloody pandemic, eh? (laughs) Right up my street, this person is. I have a sleeping disorder called parasomnia, which is where I wake up thinking someone is in my room. The other night I woke up screaming because there were five men and one was wearing a gas mask. Terrifying. Oh my God, that does sound terrifying. What was funny though was hearing my boyfriend scream because I screamed. Lol. No need to brag that you have a boyfriend, but all right. Just wanted to share my story with you and would be happy for you to talk about it on your show. Oh, a show. Thanks. Thank you so much for sending in that email. It was so interesting. I'd actually never heard of parasomnia before and I actually wanted to look into it a little bit and I didn't realise the topic was so broad and there were all these different variations that people can really suffer with due to different causes, whether it's depression, anxiety, stress, PTSD, like there were so many things that could cause this and they can manifest in different ways. There was night terrors, bedwetting, sleep paralysis, sleep hallucinations, which sounded a bit like what this listener was suffering with. Sleepwalking, sleep talking. I mean, I know I talk a little bit in my sleep, but I can imagine that this is a totally different scale. Teeth grinding. I actually, when I was really stressed a few months ago, locked up my jaw because of how clenched it was, and it was so sore and giving me a headache, so you can really see how someone that's actually suffering with this in a long term way, the ongoing effect. And I was reading about it. And it says that it's, it could be when you're falling asleep, it can be when you are asleep, or even when you're going to wake up. So all stages of the night, you could be affected of this. And it makes you so restless. I don't know about you guys. But if I don't get a good solid sleep, I'm so agitated the next day. For these people that are suffering with parasomnia, they're not getting a good restful night's sleep. And I really appreciate you sharing and also having a bit of a joke about it with your boyfriend. It's fantastic that you clearly see the humorous side in some of the scenarios. While I was looking at the examples as to what other forms it could have, I saw confusion arousal and I was like, oh my God, does that mean like where someone in their sleep gets turned on by like a mug? Oh my god, why is this turning me off? But actually, it just turns out that when you're like waking up, you're confused. <laughs> so it isn't the dirty side of what I thought it meant. However, I of course did Google if there was a dirty side. And yeah, you can have sex somnia. So that's where you like act out having sex during your sleep. And this triggered a memory that I had. About how a man and his girlfriend went on a talk show to discuss this very serious issue And the problems that they were having And basically he was shagging her in the night They hadn't really been having that much sex And he was worried because his sex drive had completely gone And when he wanted to discuss this with his partner She was a bit baffled She was like, what are you talking about? We've been having sex And it turns out during his sleep he's shagging her It's too funny And so they put in cameras. I think a lot of people do do this to like monitor their behaviour and what they get up to. And he's like literally trying to have sex with her and she's just like kicking him off, which I could imagine is quite a normal, you know, thing in a current relationship (laughs) when she's saying, I'm not in the mood, get off me. But yeah, a really huge issue. So, so glad that we can talk about this because there's also so many other people that are affected. And there's even someone on TikTok who films herself at night So her husband set up these cameras in their home and it's so funny. She just walks around the room like a crazy lady and she just waffles and makes stuff up. And there was one video I watched where she farted really loudly and then her face looks so shocked and she turned around and she goes, who's there? (laughs) So yeah, that is fantastic. Her name is Selena Spooky Boo on TikTok. She's even got a blue tick. And I have another clip for you that I just thought it was so funny. No, 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 no. I'm at a hotel and I have sleptwalk and I am naked and I woke up down the hall with my phone tucked underneath my boob and my door is locked and I'm going to have to go to the front desk and I'm my I'm just chilling in the hallway. So in case that wasn't clear enough, she woke up down the hall naked in a hotel. So she'd clearly either undressed or was sleeping naked, left the room, the door locked behind her, and she just went on a wander in this hotel. And she even shows like the corridor. She's like, I'm literally just here chilling. So funny, her bone was under her boob. I honestly don't know how this happens. Massive shout out to Salida Spooky Boo. What a hun. But she should take comfort in knowing that this is actually a really big problem. I read an article about how Travel Lodge had actually started training staff to deal with naked sleepwalkers. It's called Sleepwalkers Guide. That is a totally different version of, like, Guide to the Galaxy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, so Sleepwalkers Guide, and one of the tips that they have in there is that they should have a supply of towels at reception so that they can restore the dignity of any naked sleepwalkers. This guide came about because they found out that there was a seven-fold increase in reports of sleepwalking customers. As I said before, this can be caused by different things, but also potentially if you're just overtired or you've been drinking a lot and things like that. I know that people say a lot of the time that cheese is a really big thing that encourages people to have like crazy dreams or restless nights. I actually really love my dreams when I have cheese. I have such inventive, creative, fantastic dreams. Like I'm really good at dreaming, really good at it. And you just have to take my word for it because I can't prove it. But there are types of treatment that you can have if you would like to improve your sleep. There was CBT or medication, and I'm sure you can just discuss these with your GP. Now we've come to my least favourite part of the podcast. It's time to read my journal. So for any new listeners, I wrote a very honest and cringy diary when I was at uni. And I'm now reading out snippets of it a few years later, just to make everyone feel comfortable with any stupid stories. Because you know what, if we can't laugh at a time like this, we'll cry. So let's keep laughing and share any embarrassing stories that we may have. I am going first by sharing mine. But I would really love you guys to share that because I, I can't be the only one that does these crazy things. Okay, Monday the 23rd of January. So the exams and crazy celebratory weekend is over. Facts I have learned about myself in that time. I'm tragic, but I love it. I watch way too much Netflix. I'm pissing away nine grand. I love being a cocktease. Jesus Mum. <laughs> oh God I I can't So basically we're not discussing exams as an ape with a calculator could have sat them better. That is that's very harsh or very complimentary of apes. My wild quotes around that. Weekend stressed me out a lot more than any normal, newly free, horny, frigid slut should have been. Oh my God, there is so much contradictory there. Right, um, a, f- a frigid slut, hmm. Huh. I think that this is because I'm not frigid, but I'm not a slut. And so I think I just put them in and was like, yeah, that's, you know, go really far one and really far the other and somehow I'll be in the middle. Again, I am changing the names. So I've got a mister in here, and I will be calling him... Oh, fuck it, Mr Blobby. That's the only mister... It's the only surname I can think of. <laughs> so, Mr Blobby, who, if I do say so myself, was completely infatuated with me, received multiple calls and messages from this drunk, attention-seeking mess I call myself. Sounds about right. A rough dialogue goes as follows, and then I've actually drawn out a stick figure with hair and tits for when I send a message and then a stick figure with a, like a third limb basically for when he messages so it goes I'm drunk I got dumped and I have cheesy chips he replied sounds great 101 Sesame Street obviously it was not Sesame Street I just did not want to give out the address After being a tit in front of all his friends, I ended up just giggling the night away, cuddling his bony ass. Oh, Jesus. So the guy I dated before was a very big guy, rugby player, bragged that he was semi-professional, did like two games that he got paid for. And this other guy was very tall and just slimmer. And it was a big difference cuddling him next night wanted some tragic boy attention story instead i cried the night away so in fairness still tragic decided to be a bit cheeky and message now this is my ex what should i call him trevor decided to be a bit cheeky and message trevor sent my sunday texting oh jesus texting our fantasies oh god i'm so sorry mum what we'd done, what we wanted to do, what we were going to do when he comes down for a shagathon. Oh, God. So we've broken up at Christmas and I've had exams. I've had one night out and then the next day I've just messaged Trevor and been like, come see me. <laughs> all in all, I'm fucked. Wait, what do you fucking think? Alcohol, clearly just not enough. Drunk text, three, brackets, three different boys. Who on earth was the third? God, I'm, I am such a smart. Drunk phone calls, 11. Jesus, that is bad. Okay, and then I put an arrow to the 11 saying, that's not okay, exclamation mark. I think that's basically me saying, be better. Well, that was really horrendous. I really hope my mum still loves me. I do have a crazy tendency, I I hope other people have this, but I have a crazy tendency to just text whatever the hell I want, like, whatever's on my mind. I think that, you know, if I was, like, drunk and out and chatting, I would just say whatever was on my mind. But that's totally different when you put things in writing because, A, you've taken time to think about it. B, you can't take it back or, like, explain yourself or, like, give an impression of how you meant that to come across. But also, that it's there forever, so you can't be like, "Oh, it didn't happen. I don't really remember no, you can reread you can relive the humility the next day rereading all these terrible messages you send, and I am a bit famous for doing bold text to boys. I'll share a few with you now. um, there was a guy I was seeing, and I basically messaged him being like, I think it'd be really nice if we had a proper date night, dinner and drink. He replied basically saying, hey, I'm really not looking to like properly date anyone. I'm not looking to get serious with anyone. I'm just enjoying myself at the moment and wanna keep things chill. And I was like, oh my God, that's so embarrassing. So I just replied being like, damn autocorrect. Do you wanna bang? (laughs) And he said yes, and we did. So happy ending. Another one was that I cringely perved on a man in the workplace. Never spoke to him, but just perved on him. And then one night drunk, I saw him in the street and I ran over and I was like, hey, you're that guy from that building. And he was like, yeah. I was like, I saw you and I like what I saw got his number and we texted for a bit but like obviously nothing was really happening but he did actually agree to go on a date with me but then lockdown and all of this stuff happened and and we just didn't really speak to be honest and then five months later I messaged him out of the blue saying so when are we having this date it was very very bold they just get more and more desperate don't they another one which isn't desperate but accidentally comes across this way i have a bit of a tendency to just spell whatever i want and not really pay attention to what i'm typing i'm dyslexic i struggle with spelling and in my head i'm just like yeah they'll figure it out so a lot of the time i don't like proofread or like check what i've written i was texting a guy that i met on hinge and obviously it's a pandemic i'm just sort of using it for chat to people bit bored like as a hobby basically But then he actually showed like a bit of interest in me and was like, pretty or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay. So I messaged him being like, now that you've shown interest in me, I want to be wooed because I thought we were just chatting and getting on. But like, if you're actually trying to graph with me, you're gonna have to put some effort in, whisk me off my feet. But what I actually said was, now you've shown interest, I'd like to be wooded am autocorrect. That time is not even a joke. Like, I actually texted a guy that I met on the internet. Now you've shown interest in me. I want to be wooded. So, as you've probably gathered by now, and was heavily suggested, no, it was point blank out there. I like attention. I think we all do. It's nice to be loved and looked after and complimented and right now we're not getting that at the shops I'm giving the shop assistant compliments on her hair or her mask or whatever it is just because people want that it's such a nice social interaction to have and there are so many different benefits from when you do receive attention it's comforting it's nice to celebrate things with people it's a good mood booster And in good old Auntie Anna style, I'm going to give you a positive attitude on anything shit going on in your life. I think we should all have a pity party. Anything that you're feeling upset about, or down about, or grumpy, or anything that is just a little bit pathetic, but is magnified because of the intense situations and circumstances we find ourselves in, And I think that we deserve a little bit of attention for that. But the issue is, is that we all deserve a bit of attention from that. So yes, we all deserve it. But when you want a pity party for yourself, you don't want to then bloody give someone else pity. You want it to all be about you. And it should be. It is about you, listener. I think you should have a pity party. I'm going to have one this weekend. I went and bought some mini cupcakes. I went and bought party hats. I'm going full on with throwing myself a pity party. Because you know what? I want to moan. I want attention. I want people to note what's going on with me. And I want you guys to do that too. So let's get this going. I think we should all have a pity party this weekend. Post a picture of you having your pity party on your own with your friends and family. And let me know what your pity party is about. Maybe you stepped in dog poo Maybe you bought yourself a treat from the shops and someone else ate it on you. Maybe you missed your favourite TV show. Whatever it is, whatever's going on in your life, if you feel that you need someone to acknowledge the struggles you're facing during these horrible times, throw yourself a little pity party. Use the hashtag pityparty and tag Your dots agony aren't in it and I will give you all the sympathy you deserve. Maybe your lovely nice boyfriend that you live with is just pissing you off. Maybe you've started taking up baking sourdough and you've now got too much to eat. Maybe you're an influencer and you've just been told off by Pretty Patel. Whatever it is, I want to hear about it. Use the hashtag... Pity party, and let's all turn these negative things into a positive party. I hope you all like this idea. Definitely share it with your friends and tell them about it. Get them involved. And if you would also like to share my podcast or my my show, as my emailer said, with your friends and family, that would be fantastic. And don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe. And you can follow me on Instagram. At your. Agony aunt, And if you want to get in touch to ask any questions or for my advice, you can email youragonyaunt.anna at gmail.com. I am dying to hear a family dispute and I will clarify who is right. And don't forget those embarrassing stories. Thank you so much for listening. I've been your agony aunt. And I look forward to sharing more with you next time.